0: and how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement? You are moments away from the aha you've been seeking.
1: Hi there, and welcome back to this episode of Success to Significance: Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings. And with me today is Melanie Hershorn. Uh, welcome, Melanie. I can't. I can't believe we finally connected and got our act together here. Um, and it's all on me. <laughs> it's been uh, worth the wait. Yeah, yeah. We've been having some technical difficulties, but we were able to chit-chat a little bit longer, and that's always a good thing, right, for everybody. So I want to first say thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your busy day to listen into this podcast. And Melanie, thank you so much for taking time to be a guest on our show. I want to uh, take this opportunity to introduce you. Uh, Melanie uh, wants to make your book and brand shine As a nonfiction and children's book marketing uh, strategist for authors, coaches, consultants, and speakers worldwide, she's on a mission to support and empower her clients to build a business with their book as the foundation and to help them share their message with the world. Using her unique combination of entrepreneurship, award-winning journalism, and PR experience, she guides her clients to create awareness, sell books. And position themselves as subject matter experts. She also loves to provide book marketing tips and interview op- and interviews authors on her YouTube show, Authority. I'm going to say that again. It's authority, authority Marketing Live, which I've been um, honored to be a part of and be a guest on. So welcome to the show. I have a ton of questions for you today. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so
2: excited to be here and lay them on me. I'm ready.
1: Yeah, it sounds good. And, and it's funny because as I'm reading, you know, reading your bio, that's where my questions come from. You know, I've been doing this for a while and I don't usually prepare any specific questions, but, you know, I think one of the first things that, that I want to do is let's go after and attack your glass ceiling, you know, and everybody has multiple glass ceilings. I get that. But but what's the glass ceiling that when you think back on your life that you think that's the biggest one because you've been in PR. We were just talking about being a handler for celebrities. Um, You've had you know, maybe you had your own glass ceiling because you wrote a book and said, this is crazy. I wrote a book and it's going nowhere. So tell us about your glass ceiling in your life or in your business so that we can get a little bit more information about you before we start digging into what you do and how you help people.
2: I think my glass ceiling is in my head. <laughs> okay. Because um, it I've I've had help along the way creating glass ceilings, but I think that it's in my head. So there were a few glass ceilings that were legitimate, like physically existed in that uh, when I was working in radio, I was a news anchor and reporter and I was pregnant. I got pregnant and I timed my pregnancy. If you can time a pregnancy um, <laughs> in a non-election year. So right, that right. I would not right. be, you know, what are some of the really like strong words they use jumping ship or, you know, not taking care of my team or whatever. So I would not, during any kind of elections that needed to be covered, I would be there because I was only going to take three months off and I was going to be there and it was going to be great. I got laid off when I was five months pregnant. Oh, wow. And yeah, you know, not exactly the most employable time in a woman's life. That's correct. Yeah. Although it should be. Yeah. Right. It should be. Yeah. So that in and and of itself was kind of a glass ceiling that I hit because I couldn't go, I couldn't get better at my radio job because it was taken away in a round of layoffs. Mm -hmm. But, um, it just so happened that I was not the first, nor was I the last pregnant woman to ever be included in layoffs whenever possible. Um, so then I, I was kind of faced with a choice. What do I do? I, I, I am a journalist. That's my identity. Right. And if I'm not a journalist, I'm a nothing. Again, that was my head
1: glass ceiling. Right. Right. Um, that identity for yourself.
2: Right. And yeah, I, I knew I, I wasn't yet a mom, so I hadn't ever Thought of myself as a mom and something but mm-hmm. you know obviously that changed i'm 12 years into being a parent so. <laughs> right, right. but but fortunately i was called by the managing editor of the local newspaper and she said i want you to come and freelance for us um and i said kate i'm five months pregnant she goes i don't care come yeah, on and so <laughs> and and I did I freelanced for right exactly so yeah. I freelanced for a year yeah. but then we were moving across the country this was back in Pennsylvania so then we oh. we moved to okay, Phoenix cool. mm-hmm. and I thought well I could try to get a job as a journalist and pay a babysitter more money than I'm going to be earning <laughs> or I can do something else yeah and I I just wanted to be an entrepreneur so. I, des- I decided to design and manufacture breastfeeding clothing.
1: Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, which <laughs> That's is not needed what you were too, right? which is needed as well. Right. But yeah, yeah. Wow. So you did that so, and is, is that still going? Or did that kind of, you started it and you had a glass ceiling there too? <laughs> I had a glass could. ceiling there too. Yeah, I did. I had a glass
2: ceiling there too. I was a one woman show. Mm-hmm. I was putting all the money that I earned back into the business. Mm-hmm. I was not taking home a paycheck and I'm, yeah. I'm ta- like, I was selling my clothes on Nordstrom.com. So this was wow. not a small thing anymore. Mm-hmm. I yeah. had a following, but I did not know how to run a business. Mm-hmm. I knew how to have a really expensive hobby. Yeah. Yeah. And th- then I made a, bad decision. And I hired somebody to help me with my marketing. Mm -hmm. And she was toxic. She was belittling. And so that became a glass ceiling for me because I couldn't get better at my marketing. I couldn't get better at the business. And I ended up ultimately closing it.
1: Wow, well, and you know, I think that's happened to all of us. So I, I you know, I just want to say, hey, it's happened to all of us, right? And what you mean by toxic, um, you know, belittling, uh, the first thing that I heard in that is, you know, this is what I, you know, what I hear a lot is your marketing is awful. Uh, you know, who did your marketing? And you, th- and, you know, and here you are thinking, hey, I, I did a really good job. I thought I hired somebody really good. <laughs> Right. And so mm-hmm. all of that has to do with the fact that, you know, I, that's who I thought I thought I was making good decisions then. And and when people come to me or come at me with, you know, and oh, I get it. I get the emails on webinar or, or about websites, right? We, we looked at your website. They probably didn't. It's a marketing ploy, but we looked at your website and you really could use some work. To me, that's that's malpractice. You are di- you know, providing a prescription without a diagnosis. You don't know me. You don't know that maybe I don't want a website right now. Maybe that's the next thing, or maybe that's down the road from what I'm wanting to do. You know, that I'm focusing on something else. So I don't like when people do that. So I, I love hearing you say that, you know, for you it was belittling and it felt toxic. So, so okay, so what did you do? You said, you know what, if I can't beat them, I'm gonna join them and do it myself. <laughs> Right. Exactly. That's exactly it. And
2: it didn't, you know, it wasn't right out of the gate that I was helping authors. It was sort of just a catch-all of, well, I built a business. I know how to do it. I made all the mistakes. Let me help you not make the mistakes. Right. But then it started evolving into the marketing. Cause I looked and I, I looked, I did a lot of soul searching and I looked at my past and I went, wow, you know, I, I, been a celebrity publicist. I've been a journalist and I have owned a business. I could actually help people with their marketing. Yeah. And that's when, you know, it started to make sense. I could be supportive and never let people feel like they didn't know what they were doing or that they didn't have a guide on this really scary marketing journey.
1: Yeah. I think that's, I think that's wonderful. So, so then, you know, marketing is a big wide word. It's a big word, right? It could be, it could be web, it could be social media, it could be graphics, it could be expos and and things like that. What led you into, and how did you discover um, that you wanted to work specifically with books? So
2: I work with authors and their books are the tool. Mm -hmm. And the reason that that happens is that I decided I was going to do marketing and I sort of hung a, an invisible shingle or put up a website and said, (laughs) okay, I do marketing strategy now. Mm -hmm. And I started getting phone calls from people who were authors and they said, Hey, I know you do marketing. I have a book. Can you help me? And I went, well, yes, I actually could help you. Yeah. And then that's how it went. So it wasn't that I did it myself. And you know, that's, that's a common <laughs> that's story and that's a great right. story.
1: That's right. But that
2: isn't what happened. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's that I get to, you know, I get to look at somebody's book and then dream bigger for them because sometimes it's hard for them to see past the published date.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and look, and I've, I've been involved in what is, well, we're releasing, I think we released this week or it's releasing. I can't, I, I just, I was in it last minute. Um, they needed somebody, you know, and I was a guest in it, which was nice. Um, but it was my 22nd book that I've been involved in. Right. So I've written four of my own, and then I've got all these other collaboratives, which I love as a podcaster. I love as a speaker, I love as a television show host because and I love as a, you know, a um, a mentor who puts on her own events where I can pull from a pool of speakers, right, to come to my events if I, you know, have a wave of, okay, it's all neat, we need more mindset. we need we need more health and wealth where we need more, you know, health, wealth. Oh, we need business, right? So so I can bring in these experts. So I've found that collaborative books, um, have been, you know, just the ROI on a collaborative book has just been fantastic. As long as I'm reaching out to the other authors in the book and, you know, picking and choosing the right ones to talk to and this, that, and the other. So that's why I continue to do those, even though I'm, I feel like I'm running out of things to talk about in those books, but thank God for chat GPT to help me think. And then I go in and change everything, but, um, you know, I, so when I think about it, so as one who has done, you know, lots and lots of books, you know, I remember my first book, you know, they, the publisher was going to uh, do marketing for 90 days and then it was up to me, but gosh, they did horrible for 90 days. And then the second book that I did when I, um when I started doing the book, they, they were really good at marketing for a long period of time, but it wasn't consistent. It was random acts of marketing, you know, over a period of time and and then the next one that I did said, "We don't do any marketing. We'll make we'll help you get to number one and then we're done, right? And that's how they did the, the uh, two books, right? They did two books for me. So so I certainly get that, and I understand. And I think that a lot of people have um decided or, you know, succumb or come to the conclusion that, you know, I'm going to put my book out there. I'm going to say that I'm a number one best selling author, you know, internationally and nationally, Amazon, whatever, whatever it is, which, by the way, I don't really care about the whole Wall Street Journal thing. I have a friend who wants me to write a book so that I'm guaranteed to be a number one. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. But um, <laughs> maybe you have a different opinion on that. But I, you know, I think a lot of people just like me have come to the conclusion that, um that it's a glorified business card. It is a great giveaway item, right? And that, and that is what I do. Um, I'm speaking at a a big women's event next week with 600 women and I'm bringing my books as giveaways from stage, right? So I'll be talking about, Hey, come run up here and get the book. I'm not selling the book. I'm just giving it away so that it's in the hands of people. Um, and probably that's not the only way to do it. I'm just saying that that's what I do. Now I obviously when I'm speaking and it's a paid speaking engagement, I use it as a negotiating tool to have them buy, you know, books for the attendees at a discounted price. Um, but. If I'm speaking from the perspective of a coach or a speaker, an author who's who's listening to this, they're saying, well, what else is there? I already get it, Jen. Yep, I do that too. Yep, I hand them out. Yep, I travel with them. I'm so sick of carrying books <laughs> and shipping books. What else is there? I mean, what is it that your marketing strategy uh for VIP, you know, VIP book marketing, because that's what you call it. Um, you know, what is it about your strategy that makes you so much different that really does help authors become more known? I think they're already an authority because they wrote a book. They're an authority. But how do you get that word out there? That was a big, long question, but I had to frame it so that you understand. And I know you hear this. I just want to make sure that our, anyone who's listening is hearing this like this, too. Okay.
2: Okay. I'm going to dive in it. If you need to ask me more questions to refresh my memory, please do. <laughs> yeah. To, be, to begin, what makes VIP book marketing different is that it is not just one kind of marketing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You have to look at it in a holistic way, right? So you want to start with your messaging. Mm-hmm. Who? are you trying to reach and what are you saying and is it actually resonating with them or is it just falling on deaf ears and they are scrolling by while they're in the bathtub Mm -hmm. when you have your messaging then you want to make sure you have and you have this already jen you have everything all set up your online persona Mm
0: -hmm. is
2: it there is it you is it cohesive anywhere i go is it going to be the same and i'm always going to know who you are and what you do and how you help me because the only thing i'm thinking about when i'm online as a consumer is what's in it and for me, me. mhm that's it it's it's about me and that's it and you you know the you listening right now you can say oh that's right it is about me because it is <laughs> yeah when you have all that set up the next piece is to really I guess, look at a diversified way that you can get your message out beyond social media, because social media is not, you know, it's not like you post on Instagram one time and five people buy your book. It's not as transactional. The cause effect is not so easy. So once you look at where you can be, you know, maybe it's, creating, um, an influencer outreach program. So you're partnering with Instagram influencers to post about your book. And maybe it's, you're doing free summits that are virtual. You know, for me, I got kids. I can't leave the state really, Mm -hmm. unless I want to get three, five, seven babysitters to cover me. (laughs) Right. And I wish that were not the case, but it's true. Um, So it's amazing what a mom can do. (laughs) Right, right. Virtual summits are a great way to get your name out and, you know, have a free resource. Maybe that's your book. Maybe it's something that's the step before your book. Mm -hmm. Getting reviews, getting book reviews. A lot of authors go, well, I'm a bestseller you know, that's, that's great. That's all I need. Right. And, and I got to say, I am with you a thousand percent on the, it's nice to have, but it isn't going to move the needle for you in any direction. Right. And when you rest on that, you know, when you rest on that and you say, well, I'm a bestseller, so it's just going to sell. No, it won't. I wish it would. But if if you don't, if you don't tell people about your book, they're not going to know about it. So other things other than speaking, you know, what if you want to create a podcast based on your book mm-hmm. so that you can reach more people and creating a, a podcast guesting strategy so that you're speaking on the podcast that people, your ideal readers are listening to mm-hmm. a little bit meta right now. Yeah. Um, another piece is, is media outreach and. That's an important piece of it, but then there's always that mistake that I see so much where authors go, okay, I published, now I need a publicist, and they skip (laughs) the step in between, Yeah, and so publicists, I, I have to say some of my favorite people in the world, and I'm not kidding, are publicists, and they're amazing, and I love them to pieces, and they do a great job getting authors in high places. But I knew an author once who had hired a publicist and she'd worked with them for a year. They got her on, I think the today show and several other media outlets. And she came to me and she said, my books aren't
1: selling. I said, how many have you sold? She said a hundred. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's normal too. I mean, we, we know that that's normal. The average author sells less than, you know, what? 200 books, I think. Yeah, that's right because they're not
2: marketing them. Mm -hmm. And so when I went to her website and I looked at what was going on, I realized nobody knew what she did or why she did it or why they should bother buying the book, you know, but I have clients, I have a client who, who just, she told me yesterday, she's got 800 pre-orders on her book.
1: Oh, wow. And this is
2: beautiful published that, and she is marketing. That that's the difference. It's the marketing that makes the difference, and it's strategic marketing. So you know how just before you said that sort of doing it, but not there was no real strategy and right, a real right. plan behind it. Right. I mean that's nice, but it's not going to really do what you want it to do. So I think that that's what makes us different is we're looking at it in a in a holistic way. You know, maybe there are alternate revenue streams beyond you know a course or beyond the book, but you know, for children's book authors create a, a stuffed animal that goes along with your book. That's what the, one of my clients has done yeah. or, you know, create coloring books that go along with it. That's what I was going to say. That,
1: so. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I know, I know someone locally who wrote a children's book and there's a coloring book that goes with it. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's beautiful. And I know for nonfiction, you know, writers, um, there's a lot of workbook activity that can go with a book, you know, and you know, just trying to, you know, and, and p- many people have said to me, Where's your workbook? You should put a workbook together. And I go, Well, the book's <laughs> I mean, in fact, when I remember publishing it, I said, Can we put fake Paper clips and fake foldovers and fake sticky notes on every page, and you know, they're like, it's going to cost you an arm and a leg, and I go, fine. But I told everybody, look, I really want it to be a workbook. I want you to mess the heck up out of this thing. But um, I don't think that that ever happened, right? And so I've always thought about doing a workbook for it and making it an adjunct for the years between. You know, of this is what you just read. Now this is what I'm doing, or do that and do that, or. You know that type of thing. What do you think about um, book signings as as a means for doing um, helping you sell more books? You know, book signings and and the strategies to get into. Um, and I know it sounds funny because everyone thinks Amazon, right? But there are strategies to get into Barnes and Noble and Books a Million and those types of places. And I've done book signings at Bar- Barnes and Noble. Um, and it's exciting and it's fun and everything, but gosh, it's so hard to get it done.
2: Was your experience one where people, lots of people bought your book while it happened?
1: Yeah. We, people had to come. Well, I think what, what happened was Barnes and Noble bought a certain number of books that that we had shipped there because they didn't have them on their shelves <laughs> that we had shipped there. And then, um, and I, and I think the the book was on Barnes & Noble uh, online, but they had a certain number shipped oh, yeah, yeah. there. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, so the books were all displayed and everything, and then people had to buy them in order to get it signed, but they thought it was cool because the author was there and I was like, okay, whatever, because I'm an author, you know, and this is my whole adage when I first started was people said, you have to be an author to get more stages. And I I said, fine, fine, I'll be an author. And I swore I was never going to write another book again. And I don't know that it has created my six-figure business, right? But I think it's funny that people think it does. Um, I don't know that I feel it does, (laughs) right? But uh, yeah, so there's two questions in there. It's like, you know, do you really need to be an author to be on stages? And, you know, how do you, do you think that having the book signings are worth the time, energy, and effort it takes to get them put together? Okay.
2: I'll. I'm writing them down. So I don't forget Yeah, That's okay. I'll remember so, them too. <laughs> <laughs> so do you need to be an author to get on stages? No, I've been speaking on virtual summits for years. Yeah. I've been in some multi-author books. I produced one recently, but my personal book has just become available. Mm-hmm. So there is this fantastic thing that the publishing industry does they tell you when you publish a book it is going to change your life <laughs> you, you, the heavens will open up right and you right. will be an expert and everybody's going to call you and they're going to say wow Jen you're an expert I love you will you come and speak on my
1: stage yeah and, and will you be on the today as- show and will you be on yes. yeah like all that's supposed to just happen right yeah
2: Yes. Can you please be my best friend says Jenna Hager Bush or Jenna Bush Hager. I'm sorry. No.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So
2: the the thing, the thing is that speaking on stages can happen with or without a book, Mm -hmm. but I think there's a, there's a confidence
1: Hmm. shift. Interesting.
2: And, and a tangibility to a book Mm -hmm. that allows you To say, look, I have this book and this is a good reason for you to hire me to speak. When you are selling yourself, it is much easier to get into your mind, get into your head and go, well, are they going to want me? Is it about me? Am I good enough? But a book, it's a thing right? So you say, yeah. here it is. It's a thing. And I really think that that's what it is because mm, when the publishing industry, thank you. It's, I. I when, yeah. when the publishing industry tells people to become an author, it'll change your life. I have to stand there by myself on this hill with my little flag saying, <laughs> it's not like that because yeah. if you don't have... Marketing, people will not know about your book and then it will not
1: really have made a difference that you're hoping for. Yeah. So I love that. That's, I love that. Very unique. Yeah. Very unique take on that. Okay. So let's go back to the book signing. Do you feel that that is a good approach for somebody to say, well, you know what? I'm just going to look for all kinds of book clubs and book signings and have my own book signings and, and do all of that. And maybe that's the way that I'm going to, you know, sell my books.
2: Okay, well, that's one strategy mm-hmm. out of many.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: The thing, okay, so the things that are good, let's do this pros cons list. I did this with my daughter this morning because she's thinking about quitting Viola. <laughs> pros. Yes. Pros. Pros are you're getting FaceTime with readers. readers. Mm-hmm. You are also able to get great photos of yourself for social media. Mm-hmm. Mhm. You are potentially selling books. You are gaining confidence which keeps I guess that's the through line of this conversation today. Right. I keep talking right. about it.
1: Yes, I know. So, <laughs> yeah.
2: So you you're gaining confidence as an author and as somebody who's an authority in your space. Um you are getting noticed. By Mm -hmm. people, maybe there's a poster in your hometown that says, look, Lady Jen Deplessis is an author and here she is and she's amazing and come to her book signing. Mm -hmm. So those are all the positives. Those are all the pros. But then there are some cons. We don't know that the people who are showing up to these book signings are your ideal reader. Right. We just don't know that. And, you know, maybe your, your aunt comes because she loves you so much right? And she's so proud of you, but she's not going to hire you after the, later on, you know, you're not going to yeah. be, she's not your ideal client. So it's like, it's like putting up a billboard in Times Square. You know, you can put up a billboard. You can be so excited. You're on a billboard in Times Square. But how many of the people milling through Times Square at that exact time are those people who are really going to be excited about the book?
1: Yeah. And by the way, I've had two of my books in Times Square up there. And, you know, and I'm jumping and getting all happy and people are like, what is she jumping about? What is she? And I'm like, look, look, look. And they're like, I don't know why she's jumping. (laughs) And then when they look up, it's gone. Wasn't there long enough, right? <laughs> yeah. I love that you have
2: experienced this and yeah. can speak from <laughs> that. <laughs> yes. It's really cool, right? And that's it's great cool though. It's cool. Yeah, photo ops, oh, no. and it's great. Yeah, video. and your confidence and all that great stuff. Mm-hmm. But is it gonna sell books? Eh. No, no, no. And then there's the piece about getting rich on book sales.
1: Yeah, that's another con.
2: I don't know maybe you're gonna make a dollar four dollars for every book that you sell yeah but if you did something more strategic where you were speaking to your people and then you sold like one coaching one coaching program for a thousand dollars to one person that's still more money
1: than you yeah. will make if you sold thousands of books. Yep. And, and listen, I can speak to that too, because my first book, um, it's called Launch, How to Take Your Business to New Heights. I I was in the mortgage business when I wrote it, but I wrote it in a way that it would be attractive to all business owners. Um, but it is something that when I speak to mortgage loan officers and real estate agents, they want me to bring that book. And that has resulted in my six-figure business. There's no question about it because, you know, that one client who walks up, you know, even though I'm handing out maybe two books from stage and not selling, I'm not even selling, I don't even have them with me. I just have a couple books from stage and I'm handing out, turns into a client who's 26 grand a year. And think about how many books I've made that. Right, and that's yeah. why I take them with me every time I speak. I take all of them with me and I'm like, who would like this? Because I'm talking about this subject somewhere, right? For all the books, I don't take 22 books. I usually take like six of them, <laughs> right? A variety, but I talk about each one. Like why why this is important, why that, who would like this, you know? People run up to stage, it's hilarious. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I think what you're talking about is is really key and critical. And these are conversations that I was going to say, to be honest with you, and I can't stand it when people say that because it's like, why wasn't I being honest? I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, you are now. You are well, definitely yeah, being honest right. now. You continue. <laughs> right. I know, it's so funny that people say it. Um, but you know, these are conversations that I've never had with a publisher.
2: Yeah. And and I'm I want sorry. people to
1: understand this. You know, who are listening is you know. If you've not had this conversation with your publisher and you're in the midst of this and you're just now breaking through this glass ceiling of being an author, this is this is something you need to have these conversations and listen back to this again and think about the questions I'm asking the, and the answers and the the pros and cons that Melanie's bringing up because these are things that you should be addressing now that I wish I knew back then, right? Hindsight 2020. But this is why rear view mirrors are smaller than, than the windshield, right? They're just too little bit of time. Um, All right. So Melanie, what do you say as we finish up our time together? What do you say to someone who has a book published and it's been eons? (laughs) We'll just use that word, right? Because it could be a whole plethora. Like I'm already past the 90 days. The publisher already did. I tried that. I tried this. I've tried that. It's been too long. What do you say to them? If your
2: book is evergreen, If the concepts are not going to go out of style, then it's not too late. Start today. Love it. I, I, I call, (laughs) I, I always say, and I always get these looks and laughs, but it's true. It's, this'll stick in your head. So I call consistency the granny panties of book marketing Mm -hmm. because it is so unsexy, Mm -hmm. but you know, it does the job. Yeah. It's what keeps you going when mm-hmm. you are consistent, when you show up for your audience consistently, and you, you know, you make those hard, hard phone calls and you you send out emails that were really uncomfortable, but you do it and you keep yourself accountable, then you will see a
1: difference. Yeah. And it's really not too late. I love that. I love that you're saying that because, um, you know, it's funny, you, the granny panties of marketing, the consistency. I always say that, you know, the, there's so many before the pandemic, I did random acts of marketing on social media. If my plane was late, I'd go, oh, you know, I probably should do a video. Hi, I'm sitting and I'm late on the plane, right? I would do random acts of marketing uh, in social media. When when the pandemic came, I thought, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? Because I'm a speaker who goes out and speaks and I get paid to speak, etc. cetera. What am I going to do? And um, that's when I realized, you know, that I had to apply the practice of, I call it continuity, not consistency, because those two words have a different meaning. But I call it continuity that I do all this continuity in my business. Why am I not doing it with my own marketing? Right? <laughs> I'm doing it in every other place in my business, but not there. So I love that you're saying that. And And it is important. And I think it's important for people to put it in their marketing newsletters and to, you know, occasionally bring it back out again. Um, You know, ask someone to take a picture with you instead of waiting for someone to take a picture with you. I think that's important because I've said, oh, yeah, you can have a book. Can I get a picture? Can I get a picture with you? Right. Um, Where you're holding the book. And, um, you know, I think that's important too, but I, you know, it sounds like there's just thousands of different ways that we could be doing this. And so, you know, I love that I have stumbled upon you, uh, through the dames, which is our, you know, our women's networking group that we're part of. I'm, I'm so glad that that happened, um, because I know I'm going to learn so much from you. So as we end our time together, um, what is, I know you have a freebie for everybody. So tell us a little bit about what you have for everyone, um, listening. Absolutely. It's the Ultimate Book Marketing Checklist.
2: It is a checklist that you can look at and see if you are missing some things or if you're doing things that are going to help you move the needle in the way that you want it to go. And it's also got some space for you to design your own lead magnet or free resource because one of the things that I see authors make a mistake on is giving away a chapter in their book. As the free resource.
1: Yeah. I've never done that, but not because I didn't know it wasn't a good thing. I just have never done it.
2: (laughs) Well, don't start now. I won't. I will not. Okay, good. Okay. (laughs) Because if people don't know who you are or what you're about, they're not going to really want to get a chapter from you. They want to know, how are you going to help them? Because again, what's in it for me? So when you give them a quick win, something they can do in, you know, 24, 48 hours, then they're like, oh, this person's an expert. What else you got? Oh, there's a book. Sign me up because
1: that's a low ticket item. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, and you're saying to uh, do that as a giveaway, not as a low ticket item. When you said that, I just want to confirm, right? It's a no ticket item that leads to other things. Um, Correct. Yeah. Not the book.
2: You don't have to give away your book, but you create a free resource that is free
1: <laughs> yes yes yes. That, yes that then you can lead to your book if you want. Okay so um so we'll have the link here and I know it's it's VIP VIP book dot marketing forward slash s2s which is success uh, success to significance. so but we'll have the link in the show notes for everybody to get that. so thank you so much for that beautiful gift. Um, we really really appreciate that. So as we leave our time here today, What would you like to leave with those listening? It can be a quote, a suggested book, an idea, a tip. What do you want to leave with our listeners? If you have
2: an idea for a book and you've been holding off, this is the sign that you have been waiting for. It is time to share your mission with the world. I love
1: it. I love it. You probably woke up this morning going, ah, I've been thinking about a book. And then all of a sudden, boom, look at this. Yeah. Love it. Melanie, thank you so much for giving us so many great ideas and tips and sharing, you know, I, I mean, the care that you have here. And it's interesting because you're not a publisher, you're a marketer and and wow do we we look at publishers to be marketers and that's kind of like looking at a doctor to be the person to teach you how to um, jet ski you know and and it's just so backwards and uh you know you've opened my eyes today it's just been a really great opening for me so thank you thank you thank you so much thank
2: you. Thank you so it.
1: Much. Absolutely. So everybody, thank you so much for listening in. Again, thanks for taking time out of your day, but take just a quick minute and use that thumb to scroll down and give us a great five-star rating and review and write some really nice things in there about Melanie so that we can look at what she gave to the group um, and take some action. You know, listen back to this and take some action. If you have a book, do one more thing, just one more thing. If you don't have a book, think about writing a book and saying, now I'm going to do it the way that is right, rather than the way that everybody else has done it. And if you have a book and you said, you know what, I'm just not getting the bandwidth that I want out of that, get in touch with Melanie. Let her help you uh, manifest something bigger than you ever thought could be possible. So with that, I say thank you so much again for listening. We'll catch you next time. I'm out.
0: You've been listening to Success to Significance with Jen Duplessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact. Loved this episode? Be sure to subscribe right now at www.genduplessis.comslash s2s for more stories, strategies, and thoughts to help you gain significance and success. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Join us next week for another breakthrough episode. Thank you for listening.